back to another episode of Your Best Year Starts Here with me, Neil Martin, and my good friend, Mr. Nigel Risner. And Nigel, just before we hit record, you said, I've got something. So what's your something? Perhaps the best is this one. Well, it's interesting because... I don't know if these are always being videoed, if they're going to be sent out, but I'm always curious what people's expertise is. Actually, what they are experts at compared to what they sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a time when I used to do a speech on goal setting and I did some work on networking and I did some stuff on, when I did goal setting, networking, and there was something else. But my real expertise was motivation, forgiveness, and communication. Mm-hmm. And I need, I'm not saying I was a fraud when I spoke about networking, and I've written a book about networking, but I wasn't passionate about it. We spoke about that in the last episode. Yeah. And my expertise wasn't, and I, and I realized only a couple of days ago, uh, one of our closest friends' husbands died, and there was an evening prayers on Zoom, and everyone had to share a story. Okay. I'm not that great at just thinking of a story and going live like that, which is a bit like me in networking. I don't know what you're like in the networking room and when you go to these networking events. I'm not really that confident, I've realized. I don't, I'm not one of these people that just go to people, hi, I'm Nigel, and these are my five. Because it's not my thing. I think people think just because I'm a bit larger than life that when I walk into a room, I have all the confidence in the world. I'm not sure I always do, and it's just not my thing. Whereas I have a friend called Will Kintish who talks about networking and he's a LinkedIn expert on the power of networking, and he's got some great stuff, and that's his expertise. Um, I have another friend, Dave Thomas, who's phenomenal. I mean, he, he, he went from like 20 stone to 13 stone. He did this bodybuilding, but he's great on PowerPoint. Uh, PowerPoint. He's great on powerful presentations. Yep. And even though he was the world champion in memory – his real passion is talking about presentation skills. Yeah. Uh, I've got a friend, Jeff Ram, who talks about celebrity service. When I talk about inspirational communication or even about forgiveness, I've got background in it. I've got knowledge in it. I've written stuff about it. And I, I, I'm not necessarily an expert, but it's part of my expertise, if that makes sense. Yeah, there are more qualified people than me. There are professors, I'm sure, in it. You know, I don't know if you've ever listened to Professor Brené Brown. Hundred, you know, yeah, 100%. I love Brene Brown. I've listened yeah, to loads of her stuff. You know, she talks a lot about shame and forgiveness. Yeah. I've met with Brene, one of the most phenomenal speakers, because she's just basic in her language. Yep. You know, she doesn't quote 2,000 books and all those. She just comes out with stuff. And I just realized that if we looked at what our expertise was and we really recognized we're good at that, and we lifted our expertise up another 5%. So when I first started studying and I went to, and you know, Jack Canfield had been my coach. And then I staffed with Jack. And then he allowed me to run one of the biggest processes that he had. So, you know, with 290 people there, I ran the arrow process. Mm-hmm. Now, for Jack to let me do it and run it on his behalf is massive because this is dangerous, scary protection. We're in America. Everyone's liable. You've got to sign waivers, whatever. But my expertise was to get people to come out of their comfort zones. It was to forgive their past. Yep. So I, I, I now recognize 
that where my expertise is, I need to invest in it because I need to improve improve my game. No different to football teams. Mm-hmm. You know, the top five premiership clubs have more coaches than the other 95 clubs. Well, why? Because they need to up their game. So the question for everyone here is, what is your expertise? Do you recognize it? And are you investing in yourself to get even better at it? That's my original question for today. It's interesting because I think for me, and it's been a it's been a process of um, sort of realization and simplification is probably the best way to put it. Yeah, I've we, we mentioned Clubhouse a couple of episodes ago, and I've got into a few conversations on Clubhouse and also in a couple of other environments where people have been sort of like, "What do you do as shortly as possible?" And my answer now is quite simple. I teach conversation. It's three words, right? But one of those biggest conversations is actually the one you have with yourself. See, I, you know, I believe, and you know this already, but I believe you can change your entire life with one conversation. And it's not the words you hear, it's the meaning you give to them and it's the action you take as a result of them. But, you know, you, how many times have people had their life changed with like three words? You know, I love you. I'm leaving you. I'm pregnant you know, I'm sorry to tell you X, Y, Z has passed away. You know, whatever it is, that you can have such a life-changing moment in so few words. But so often, the big, the thing that's really dictating our life are the words we give to ourselves. Well, you know, you know that self-talk, because you know that everyone who's listening to this is probably in self-talk going, yeah, but I don't think I know that, or I don't know what they're talking about. Because we all do that when we're listening on Clubhouse or LinkedIn or a webinar half the time we're talking to ourselves going they haven't got a clue yep yep but, but self-talk know, is that and it's nearly always deprecating yeah well that's what i was about to say is you know we're, we're nearly always our own worst critic right um rather than being our own cheerleader you know we're nearly always the and i can't speak for everybody but certainly my experience you know we're nearly always the person that will find the one fault in the thing we did that's 99 percent perfect you know nobody else sees it but we do and we know it's there you know, we most people can find something that they're unhappy about in an instant, but if you ask them to find something they're happy about, it takes some time. You know, and it's and it's about shifting some of that focus. And I think what I was going to say is, you know, for me, I've I've done a lot of stuff both on myself and helping other people around what I would I'd describe it as personal reinvention. And most of the people that I've coached, particularly on a longer term basis. They, co- they they hire me to coach them on their business. But what I'm really doing is coaching them on the leader they need to be to make the business work. You know, it's not about the result you're trying to create. It's about who do you need to be to get that result. And that's that's that for me has been a personal process that's been going on for, you know, over a decade of change and reinvention in my own life. And, but we are- so back, and back to two or three episodes ago, and we're talking about like, what are your qualifications for things? Well, you know, Ignore pieces of paper and ignore, you know, qualifications in, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging here or anything, you know, but there's there's awards I've won, you know, there's qualifications I've got in um, personal training, there's qualifications I've got in nutrition and stuff like that, which isn't even my main bag anymore, because it's not the thing I'm most passionate about. It's something I care about, but it's not the thing I'm most passionate about. There's all kinds of pieces of paper I've got flying around, but they don't really matter. For me, the biggest qualification is life. 
And, you know, I can show you pictures of myself when I was five and a half stone heavier than I am now. I can tell you the stories of, you know, when I was suicidally depressed. I, I can I can tell you that. I can tell you the journey I've been on being an employee to start in my own business to, you know, actually having some big results with that business to then leaving my own business and starting another one. And I, I can take you on that journey because I've done it, right? But the biggest thing in all of that is who am I and who do I need to become? But you know what's interesting when you ask that second question, who I need to become? Because even when you get to that level, if we were an app, okay, every so often we'd have an upgrade, Yep. okay? And you download the latest upgrade because you would have fixed some of the bugs. Yep. So I was doing some work on me, and I thought if Nigel Risner was an app, and I look at the average app I've got in my phone. So if every single person who's listening to this, I don't know how many apps you've got. Well, you've probably got 14 million apps. <laughs> you've got an app to tell you which apps you need to go on. But for normal human beings, would you say people have got like 200 apps? I've probably got less than that. I'm, I did a big cull of stuff oh, okay. on my phone. Right, let's say you had 100 apps. But if you looked at those 100 apps, and over the year you thought, I wonder how often either Apple does a software upgrade and yeah. they are – you know, they, they did a they did a billion dollars of trade in the last quarter. No, a billion of profit, whatever the numbers are. And they still did upgrades. Yep. So this is one of the most successful companies. Elon Musk, what now the richest man just because the way the share price has gone, is upgrading his cars all the time. Yep. We think we've got there because we've now got the new fridge or the new car, and we think that's good enough. If we were an app or we were Apple or Amazon, and yeah, you've just seen Jeff Bozos become chairman. He's got a new CEO to bring new energy, which is a bit like having another app. If we were an app, how long would we not allow ourselves to have an upgrade? That's the question, which goes back to our expertise. We need to think of ourselves as an app, which sounds a bit weird for me as a (laughs) non-paid person. But really, we are. We, We just are going through the game of life and occasionally we need to reinvent ourselves. We need to train ourselves. We need, is there a smarter way of doing something? I, I'd actually go slightly deeper as well. I mean, oh, I'm sure you will. I, I thought I was deep, but obviously not deep enough. But, you know, you, you talk about like when Apple brings out an update to, say, the iPhone, right? There are apps that I used to use a lot that no longer work because they haven't kept up. Yeah. So, you know, there are some apps that every time Apple brings out an update, guess what? The app developer brings out an update shortly afterwards. There are other apps that haven't been updated for two or three years and become redundant. They become, you know, they stop being relevant to the world that we're now in or the device that they're now on. And I think that's the other thing we need to look at for ourselves is, you know, it's not just who do I want to be or how do I show up? It's how does that fit with my surroundings? Because, and if I take you and I as classic examples of this, you know, up until March of 2019, we were both spending a bunch of time traveling and going up on stages. Guess what? That stopped being relevant because those stages no longer existed. And we could just sit back and go, well, you know, that's what I do. And I'm just going to wait until there's a stage, but who knows when that's going to be? You know, it might be this year, it might be next year, it might never go back to exactly what it was before. It's impossible to say, right? We don't know. But we can adapt and evolve and fit the world we're now in and go, well, okay, for me to be relevant today, who do I need to be today? 
And it's the same thing with changes in you know, personal relationships, family circumstances. Well, it's the same thing in all areas of life, isn't it? It's you know how relevant. You know, if you take the app, the iPhone just had an upgrade. Do I need to upgrade the app to make it fit the iPhone? Because the world keeps changing. You know, the ecosystem I existing, not just financially, but emotionally, spiritually, everything else, is constantly changing. And am I bringing myself at my best, my best version for the world that I'm now in, or not? And, and life, there's no such thing as we, how it, we're going to go back to normal. There is no more normal. Exactly. Because all of a sudden, the world has become a much bigger stage. Uh, on Wednesday morning, I did Specsavers Australia mm-hmm. at 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we had three from Guernsey, which is where head offices of the world, and then we had nine in Australia. That would never have happened in the normal way because – you know, I said, I, I need to be back in the UK because my son's about to have a baby any minute and I wouldn't have wanted to be out there for that long. Then we've got the quarantine rules and all the other stuff. But yep. here I could do the same presentation with as much energy. And then what happened was I had a glitch on my phone and I was still able to do it 99% because dumb beats perfect, as we know. Yep. The world is changing and we have to recognise as an app ourselves because we've got a chip in our brain we need to upgrade it. So for everyone who's listening to this, when was the last time you upgraded yourself? So you'll be you'll be amused at this. I bought myself in November, get ready for this, two new suits. Mm-hmm. One a bit smaller than it should be. Okay. With a plan to get in it, right? Well, no, no, and I've just got in it, okay? Because you never noticed. I was a bit upset. I've now lost 12 <laughs> pounds. I've got 28 to go. But well, what I'm saying is I bought a suit it made me feel smarter when I did certain presentations. But I thought, I'd normally be buying a couple of suits come up to the end of the year. That's what normal is for me. Meanwhile, I haven't, I've only worn it once, but I did look smart. So for everyone who's listening, think of yourself as an app. Have you done an upgrade? And if you haven't, what do I need to do to make myself ready to change the world in March and beyond? I look yep. forward to seeing and, I, and I'll leave you with one thought. Anyone that thinks the world is going back to exactly what it was before, um, this year is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That was a one-day event, and the world's never been the same since. This pandemic's been going on for nearly a year already. So if you think it's just going to suddenly switch and go back, um, you might want to rethink that. I don't, I don't think many people are thinking we're just going to instantly go back to where we were. But if you're one of those few people, you might want to rethink that and think about where the world is going. And like Nigel says, you know, how to upgrade yourself to fit into that new world, that new ecosystem. And we will see you on another episode next week. Your best year, it starts right here.